God that Jesus is. Jesus is our everything, our everything. And so we are grateful that Jesus is, that God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son that we might have access to one who is our everything. Listen, I, I forgot to mention in the, uh, the welcome, um, number one, just how proud I am of our youth ministry and their diligence and putting together a program for our youth. They are doing a phenomenal job. They're starting from the ground up with this online uh, stuff. And so we thank God for what they're doing. Every fourth Sunday uh, at 8.45 a.m., uh, you can find them on Facebook Live. You can find them on YouTube, I believe. Uh, but you can connect in with them. On Zoom, okay, see, I'm learning. You can find them on Zoom, 845, every fourth Sunday. And so they're going to be doing a lot more stuff, and you'll be hearing about that as it comes. But again, we're just excited. We're just excited uh, uh, for their engagement, uh, specifically with our young adults. And if you need more information, uh, you can call the church, email the church, and we can get you information on how to get your young people engaged. Or if you would like to participate in the engagement of young people, please call the church, email the church so we can get you engaged uh, and get you signed up and activated. We're excited again, uh, uh, just all the different things that God is doing. But today, just for a few minutes, and I think this is probably, this is my 12th year, I think, pastoring or preaching. I think this is probably the first time in 12 years I've ever preached a one-point sermon. But today I've only got, today I've only got one point. I've got one point uh, today, and I just want, and, and I just want to give you uh, what I believe God has given one point, one point, and one point only today. But I want to give it under this title. Here is the title. The title for the sermon is simply this: Your burden has purpose. Your burden, your burden has purpose. Want to preach uh, from the simple title today? Uh, your burden, your burden has. You can type that in the chat. You can text that to somebody. You can tell that to somebody you're sitting beside uh, in your house. But your burden, your burden has, has purpose. Here is the prayer. Father God, once again, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, God, for one day. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, God, for this moment. We thank you, God, for this breath. We thank you, God, for this ability, this activity of our limbs. We thank you, God, for this opportunity. We thank you, God, for just being God, for meeting us in the midst of our uncertainty, for meeting us in the midst of our sorrow, for meeting us in the midst of our joy, for meeting us in the midst of our pride, in the midst of our sorrow, in the midst of our sadness, and in the midst of our celebration. We thank you, God, for being present through it all. For we know, Lord, that you are indeed the God of everything. You are a Jesus who can do anything except fail. And so, God, right now, Lord, in the midst of this prayer, God, pray, God, that you would dispatch every available angel, Lord, as you would send them to every ear that's listening, every house that's represented, God, that you would dispatch them now, God. I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit, God, that your anointing, God, 
would break loose, Lord, wherever folk are listening, God. I pray, God, that it would break loose right there. I pray, God, that you would open heaven, Lord, right now over every household that's listening, God. That you would open up heaven, Lord, over every household that is listening, God. I pray for your power, God. I pray for your presence, Lord. Come, come now, Holy Spirit. This we pray in Jesus' name, Lord. The people of God said amen. Amen. Your burden has power. Your burden, your burden has, has power. This, this is the Sunday that we affectionately call Palm Sunday. And in reality, uh, uh, this day kind of began uh, a little earlier. Y'all remember last week I told you uh, that it was at the raising of Lazarus, right? The resuscitation of Lazarus. I made it very clear. Lazarus was not resurrected. There's only one person in the Bible uh, who was resurrected. That was Jesus. Lazarus was resuscitated. What's the difference, Pastor? The difference is that when you're resurrected, you don't die again. Jesus will not die again. He will come back again, but he will not die again. Lazarus got old and died, right? He was resuscitated, right? There's a difference. And so, and so, but it was at the raising of Lazarus, right, that the Sanhedrin got together, the Pharisees and Sadducees, and devised this plot to kill Jesus. Jesus, Jesus begins to move. Told you last week, uh, he, 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 he left Bethany uh, where, 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 where Lazarus and, 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 and Mary and Martha were and began to take that Jericho journey uh, down and back up towards Jerusalem. And along that way, he encountered a, 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 a blind Bartimaeus. Along that way, he encountered Zacchaeus all on his journey, his eventual journey into Jerusalem to this day, this Palm Sunday. While, while he's on the way in the journey, you heard, you heard it read uh, today that, that he tells his disciples to go ahead of him, right? He says, go ahead of me. You will go to a place and you will find a donkey. I'm going to use the word donkey. Now, 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 now. Okay, okay. okay. So, 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 so he says, go ahead of me. Go ahead of me. You, you, you'll find a donkey, a colt tied uh, to a tree. Go ahead and get it. Uh, uh, if, if folk ask you questions about it, tell them the Lord has need of it, and they will give it to you in a hurry. Disciples go ahead of him. They get the donkey. They, 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 they place Jesus uh, uh, on, on top of the donkey. He rides now into Jerusalem. The people see him. He is fulfilling the prophecy in the Old Testament. They begin to shout, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Jesus Son of David, blessed it is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna, in the highest of laying down palm leaves. And, 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 and as he enters into Jerusalem, folk are looking and watching, wondering what's going on. Jesus is coming. Hosanna is coming. The Lord is coming. He comes into Jerusalem. And on that Sunday, on that Palm Sunday, Jesus goes to the temple and does business. Jesus gets there, and some texts say the, 
temple was closed. Other texts say they were in there, the money changers and stuff, and Jesus turns over the table, pulls out that whip, and y'all know how Jesus gets when he has his whip, begins to do his thing, gets him out the temple, and then leaves and goes back to Bethany that night to rest. That would be, that would be Palm Sunday. Sunday, right? The, 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 the next day, Monday, tomorrow, Jesus will go back into the temple. He will finish doing the work of getting all the money changers and all the people who are selling goods and all that kind of stuff. He will continue to get them out, to get them out of place and begin to teach the people the word of God, the power of God. That's on Monday. He's teaching and preaching. Those who had illnesses and sicknesses who couldn't get healed before can now come to the temple and get healed by Jesus. And so they're coming and they're being healed. The Pharisees and Sadducees are watching this happen and they are upset. That's Monday. On, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, Jesus goes back to the temple again for day two of his teaching seminar. Right? Day two of his preaching seminar. He goes back to the temple. He's expecting to do what he started on Monday, to keep going teaching about the goodness of God, teaching about healing, teaching about his eventual resurrection, teaching about the power of, being, of, of, of just being God and what was necessary. He's expecting to do that. But instead, on Tuesday, he shows up, and the Pharisees and Sadducees that were mad on Monday then devise the plan and plot on Tuesday. Tuesday, Jesus shows up and they try to get him. They try to take him, right? But Jesus, Jesus is so Jesus, he just kind of shimmies, you know, kind of gets through the crowd, right, right, right? They can't touch him, right? He's trying to heal and do his thing, but they're coming after him. And Jesus kind of does his thing, right, right, right? And, and, and so he leaves and they're unable to capture him on Tuesday. Jesus goes back to Bethany, back to Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' house to hang out for the evening and take to his disciples. On, on, that's Tuesday. Now, on, on Wednesday, the canon is silent. The gospel is silent on Jesus' whereabouts on Wednesday. What we know is he was not in Jerusalem on Wednesday. The, the suspicion in the text is that Jesus stayed in Bethany with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus on Wednesday and his disciples on Wednesday to simply rest. Suspicion in the text is that he rested on Wednesday. Now, 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 now we would get this evidence from seeing what his father did in the creation of the world and how he rested on the seventh day. And the world begins to move and function out of his rest. The suspicion in the text that Jesus was following the pattern his father set and rested on Wednesday because he knew that come Thursday, we start going. Jesus rests on Wednesday. On Thursday, the next day, 
They go back towards Jerusalem. Jesus sends the disciples ahead of him to go find a room, an upper room, that they might go and meet. They set up the room. Jesus goes into the room on Thursday. He's there. Monday, Thursday, he's there in the upper room, and he's laid it out. He got, he got, he got the bread going. He got the wine going. He invites the disciples to come in on that Thursday. He washes their feet. He sets them at the table, and while they're there at the table, Jesus prepares the meal. He prepares the last supper. He breaks of the bread and explains it. He pours of the wine and explains it. He offers a new commandment that they are to love others as he has loved them. This happens on Thursday. That night, after they have gotten their fill of bread and wine, I'm, I'm hoping there was some other food on the table. After they've gotten their fill of bread and wine, Jesus goes out to pray in the garden of Gethsemane, which sits at the base of the, of the Mount of Olives. Jesus is praying there in the garden of Gethsemane that Thursday night. Now, mind you now, Sunday he went to the temple. Uh, 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 he came in, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Monday, 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 he's in the temple preaching and teaching. Tuesday, he's in the temple preaching and teaching when they try to get him. Wednesday, he is resting. But watch this, while he was resting, Judas was meeting with the Sadducees and Pharisees to plan and plot to kill Jesus. On Thursday, he's preparing a meal for his disciples and now Thursday night he's praying in the garden of Gethsemane and while he's praying in the garden of Gethsemane the text says he's praying so hard that his sweat is like blood he's asking God if you can take it from me and take it but nevertheless not my will but thine be done that's Thursday night while he's praying, while he's crying out to God, he goes to his disciples who are halfway asleep and wakes them up. And just as they wake up, just as they get it together, here come the Sadducees and Pharisees to arrest Jesus late, late into the evening on Thursday night. They come to arrest Jesus. And then they're not sure which one is Jesus. And so Judas goes and kisses Jesus. And so as they go in to arrest Jesus and take Jesus, they take him, and Thursday night into Friday morning, Jesus is in court. He's in court. He's going uh, uh, through, through all kinds of officials to judge whether or not he should be crucified. Those same folk keys, those same folk on Monday or Sunday who said, Hosanna in the highest, by Friday, are saying, crucify him, crucify him. Same people, same, same group, same folk who, who back on Sunday are saying, you're the one. You're the king. You're the one that, 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 that we need. Those same people by Friday are saying, crucify him, crucify him. Let a murderer go free instead of Jesus. That's Friday. That's in the Friday morning. By Friday, by Friday at noon, they had hung him up on a cross. Friday at noon, he was hung on the cross. And, and there, there, they, they, they broke his legs. There, they put nail prints and his nails in his hands and nails in his feet on Friday. Listen, he just got in town on Sunday. Friday, they had put him up on the cross. 
by that evening, his life had been, his life and spirit had been given back over to God. They buried him in a borrowed tomb. Saturday, he lay in that tomb. And Sunday, Sunday morning when Mary and Martha went to the tomb to prepare incense, to prepare for the body of Jesus in the tomb, they discovered that the tomb was empty. That the one who had been crucified on Friday had now risen on Sunday. This, this begins Holy Week. But I want to show you something. We get to the resurrection here. But the only way we get here, and this is the whole sermon, y'all. I want y'all to pray. This is it. This is it. The only way we get here to the resurrection here, the only way we get to Jesus being crucified on Friday for all of our sins, for all of our stuff that we might be connected to God, the only way we go from here to here, the only way we get to the resurrected Christ on Sunday, next Sunday on Easter, the only way we get here is by starting there. There. But I don't, I don't, I don't think you... You hear me? I'm not talking about Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Here go my palm. I'm not talking about here. Here, here is an easy way to start. Right? Right? We can go get palm leaves today. Right? Right? It's easy to start here and end up there. I'm not talking about here. No, no, no. I'm telling you that the only way we get there is if we start here. Here is where Jesus sent his two disciples to go to somebody's house and take their donkey. Here is where that person had to make the decision that they were going to untie their donkey and give it to Jesus. Here, here is where Jesus said, I have need. The only way we get to there is if we start here. If we are willing to untie our burdens, to untie our donkey, to untie that which is most important to us, to untie that which carries our weight and let Jesus have it. The only way we get there is by doing the work of untying our burdens here. I want you to think about what had to be going on in that farmer's mind when two men show up out of nowhere and say the Lord has need of your donkeys. The Lord has need of your burdens. I want you to think about what, what had to be going on as, 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 as that person processed giving away my wealth giving away my ability to earn, giving away that thing which, which brought me money, 
Get on that thing which, 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 which was took care of my fields and, and got my, my stuff together. That thing that we could ride when stuff got heavy. Donkeys could carry the weight that, 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 that was needed for households. Donkeys helped to pave the way that was in the field. I want you to think about what it must have taken for the farmer to say, take it. If Jesus needs it, he got it. I want you to think about what it must have taken to be able to trust that God could handle our burdens, handle our stuff. I want you to think about what it must have taken to be able to untie what's been bringing me wealth, untie what's been carrying my load, and simply say, well, if Jesus has need, he got it. But if he hadn't done that here, If he hadn't untied the burden here, if he hadn't untied the donkey here, we wouldn't get we wouldn't get here. Y'all get that? Y'all get that? We 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 don't know Bishop Cassandra. We don't know. We, do, we, 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 we don't know all that Jesus is going to do with the burden we've been carrying. We don't know. We, we, we don't know what the plans are in totality of how God is going to move and what God is going to do if we untie. We, we, we don't have a list of all the blessings that are coming if we just trust God, but instead we've got to trust him anyway. In spite of. In spite of not having the list, in spite of not fully understanding, we've got to trust God anyway. We, we, the text says that as soon as they asked, he untied and let him go immediately. That's the kind of faith we've got to have if we want to get there. Are you you willing to to untie your burden? Are you willing to trust God even not knowing all that God can do and will do with what you've been carrying, with, 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 with what has been holding you? Are you willing to trust God fully and let God be God? Or will you keep your donkey tied up? And when they say the Lord has need, you say, I, I need to know what he's going to do with this and what time he's going to be back. And, and I got these things going on, and so I need him to sign this waiver. And if this, uh, is, is that how we're going to treat? Are we going to trust that if God says I have need, we simply let it untie and let God do whatever God is going to do? We don't get there. Unless we start here. It's easy to be in the crowd saying Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. It's easy to grab the palm leaves and, and off, off somebody else's tree and throw them out in front of Jesus' feet as he's walking. That's great. That's easy. We can shout. Listen, here's why I know that's empty. Because the same dudes that shouted on Monday said crucified on Friday. The sacrifice happened on the way to the farmer who says, I will untie and let God do what God's going to do. That's the sacrifice. 
That's the real Palm Sunday. It's the untying of the rope. It's the trusting that even though I don't understand all that is about to happen, all that God is about to do, I'm going to simply trust and follow God anyway. And if I do that here, we end up there. Palm Sunday didn't start when he hit Jerusalem. Palm Sunday started when the farmer untied his donkey and said, I trust you. Go. Here's my only point. My only point is, is simply this. God can handle your burden. God can handle your weight. And even though we may not understand all that God is about to do, even though it all hasn't been lined up for us, the Monday to Saturday, we didn't get the calendar invite ahead of time. We didn't get the registration for blessings and hurdles that we, we, we confirmed or denied. We didn't get that ahead of time, even though all of that didn't happen. If we would just trust God and untie our burdens, God has the power to make miracle out of that and us. And listen, church, not only does God have the power to do it, but when I look back, when I look back over my life, what I realize is that God has been doing it all the time. I didn't understand why this thing in my life didn't work out. I didn't, I didn't understand why, why I had to let go of this thing I was worried about. But when I look back now, what I realize is that God used that thing over there to resurrect something new over here, but I had to trust them way back there. I didn't, I didn't get it when it first happened, when they first said no, when they first said I couldn't do it, I couldn't have it. I didn't get why I had to untie, why I couldn't get all the instruction up front. But when I look back now at the God over here, what I realize is that when I untied over there, God did a, a new thing over here. I didn't get it. I didn't understand why this person had to die in my life. They're good people. God, what you're doing? I didn't understand why I couldn't just stay tied, why I couldn't just keep it this way. But when I look back over my life, what I realize is God used all of the memories, all of the joy, all of the information, and it impacted my destiny and my purpose and my relationships with others. God was doing a resurrection, but I had to untie over there. Your burden has a purpose, but you got to untie it. You got to trust that even though you don't have all the information that God will make use, will make miracle out of what you give him, regardless of whether you understand it, if you just trust him, he'll do it for your burden and he'll do it for you. We got to untie. We can't keep holding on to this stuff thinking, well, 
well, God, just explain it to me a little further, and then I'll release it. God, God, God just give me a couple more weeks, and then I'll... I'll get, God, God, show me what else is coming first, and then I'll untie. God, 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 just give me X, Y, and Z, and then I'll do. No, we, we, we've got to get to the place, church, where we simply untie and loose and let it go because God has need of it. And if we'll do that here, we'll see a newness, a refreshing, and a resurrection over there. But your Palm Sunday starts here. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I just want you to know that God is indeed doing a new thing in your life. God is indeed calling us out of what is comfortable and what is tight. God is indeed calling us towards something new, and it requires that we trust them even though we don't understand all the pieces. Like I said, it's easy. It's easy to grab somebody's palm leaf and throw it in front of Jesus. But for you to untie your own rope, for you to untie your own rope and say, God, here are my donkeys, use them as you please. For you to untie your own rope, that's where Palm Sunday starts. That's where the challenge comes in. That's where the sacrifice comes in. But if you will do that, God will show you miracles here. But you got to trust. Trust the journey. Even when you don't understand it. Even when you don't have all the information. Trust him. And watch him make miracles out of it and you. Here's the prayer. God, right now, God, right here on this, on this Palm Sunday morning, Lord, help us to untie our ropes. God, on this Palm Sunday morning, God, help us to untie the burdens we've been holding on to. Help us to untie them, God, this morning and to trust, God, that even though we don't understand it all, that, God, you can make miracles out of all of it. Help us, God, to, to, to see, Lord, that on this Palm Sunday morning, God, that even our burdens have a purpose. Help us, God, to trust you when we don't see it, trust you. When we don't understand it, trust you. In our dark seasons, trust you, God. And even though it's hard, even though it's tough, Lord, we know that you have done it before, that God, you can do it again, that God, in the past when we have untied, we have seen miracles. And so God, today, today, Lord, Help us to untie once more the burdens we've been carrying so that we might see the resurrection, the light, and the freedom that you are bringing us to. Give us the boldness. Give us the courage. Give us the consistency. Give us the, the, the determination 
God, change our appetite and our habits so that, Lord, in this week, we will seek you, God, and untie, God, every rope that's been bound to us, God. That this be the week, God, where we see you make miracles out of what we have released. And Father God, we covenant to give you all the honor. We covenant to bless your holy name. For you are God and God alone. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Listen, beloved, you need to know that God has a plan for every tear every fear, every uncertainty, every scar, every wound, every dream that you have ever had, that if you would just untie it and release it to Jesus Christ, that God will make miracles, that God will do miracles out of it and you. This is your Palm Sunday. Not where you lay down palm leaves, but where you untie the rope and say, Lord, use me. And whatever you have need of, God, take it. And if you will do that, you will see God like you have never seen God before. If you're ready to give your life to Christ, if you're in need of a church family, a church community to be connected to, or if you just need prayer, I want you to call right now, 1-888-714-TIME. I want you to call the church right now. We've got prayer warriors standing by. We want to pray for you. You can email the church, camphoroffice at gmail.com office at gmail.com. You can email us. Send us an email. We'll connect with you. You can call the church. Don't ask me that number. You can call the church, uh, uh, a church office. You can call that hotline. Email us. We, we want to connect with you uh, this week. We want to welcome you into this family, this family of camphor, this family of God. But this is the week where you untie. This is your Palm Sunday week where you trust God. And if you'll do it, you'll see the miracle of next Sunday happen. I want you to fast this week. I want you to fast this week. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but here are some ideas. I want you to dedicate this week to reading the Bible every single day. You can start with the Gospels. Every single day this week, I want you to, to dedicate time to just reading what Jesus said. If you got one of those old Bibles, they, 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 usually used to, they used to have it in red writing. But, but if not, I want you to look it up, Google it. I want you to read just this week what Jesus said in the Gospels. And I want you to take time and meditate on the words of Jesus. If you, if, if you can, get some paper and a pad. And so as you're reading what Jesus said every single day, just take some notes around what you're hearing, what you're sensing, and how you're feeling. I want you to do that every single day from this Sunday to next Sunday. I just want you to take an hour or so and just spend time with Jesus. All those other things that, that tend to take your attention, 
Cut back this week. Cut back this week. And you can get rid of the dairy and the fried foods and the breads and all that. Please, please do that. Add in the fruits and vegetables. That's always good for you physically. Gives you clarity mentally. But I want you to focus on the words of Jesus. Taking notes. Thinking about what Christ is saying to you. And as much as possible, don't tie that rope back up this week. Untie it. It's going to be, listen, it's going to be difficult. But I want you to untie. Every time you begin to think about fixing it yourself, taking it back yourself, just remember this is the week you untie the rope. This is the week you trust God even though you don't understand. This is the week where he takes your burden and makes a miracle. This is the week that happens. Listen, beloved, I love you. We'll see some on, online tonight, uh, 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 6 p.m. Uh, for, for bingo. Uh, others we'll see on Thursday. On Thursday, we're going to be talking about the Last Supper. Again, Thursday is Monday, Thursday, so we're going to be just dealing with uh, that whole concept in the Last Supper. And then we'll see everybody else uh, next Saturday or next Sunday uh, online uh, for our Easter service, uh, uh, our resurrection service uh, next, next, su next Sunday. And then, oh my goodness, next Friday, we're having Good Friday at 12. And again, that'll be online as well. And you'll get that information as well. All right, listen, I love you. I thank God for you. I'll see you this week. Amen.